Hi, I'm Dalak Badalana, and this is the Living the Life Podcast, where you will learn scriptural and practical insights into knowing Jesus and expressing his life on the earth from the pages of scripture, void of religion. Hello, and Merry Christmas. Welcome to another episode of Living the Life Podcast, and today we'll be discussing on why Jesus came. It's a Christmas special titled, Why Jesus Came. Actually, today makes it exactly one year that this podcast was introduced to the world. I'm very grateful for the success we've had in the past year, and I'm well assured that great and mighty things will happen in the coming year. So on this episode, I'll be covering different aspects on why Jesus came. Saying that this is Christmas, there is a perception that many people have about Christmas. The first perception is that, was Jesus even born on December 25th? So that's a question that people have in mind. Another question is, is Christmas just about eating rice, being with family, and having fun? Is that the reason for Christmas? Well, like it's often said, Jesus is the reason for the season. For Jesus to be the reason for Christmas, we have to understand why he came. He didn't just come because he was born in heaven. It didn't just come because God had nothing to do. So God just said, you go to the earth. No, he came for a reason. And as we read through the scriptures, we'll go chronologically from the Old Testament down to the New Testament. And we'll see why Jesus came. We'll hear from the prophets. We'll hear from Jesus himself. And we'll also hear from the epistles of Paul and also from the book of First John. And I believe that your life will be transformed as you listen to this episode. So the first scripture I'll begin with is from taken, taken from the book of Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Now it says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. So, before Jesus came, the world was in darkness. But at his appearing, a great light came up. And those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. So the appearance of Jesus, the coming of Jesus to the earth brought light. Scripture says in the book of John chapter 1 verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was with God in the beginning. Verse 4 now says, In him was life, and that life was the light of men. Verse 5, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness could not comprehend it. John, speaking about himself, says he was not that light, but he came to be a witness to the light. So Jesus is that light that the darkness cannot comprehend. So that's the first scripture we'll look at. So we need to understand that Jesus came as the light that shined upon all of us that were in darkness. In the book of Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 3, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God, to comfort all women, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that it may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So this is like a roll call of some of the things Jesus came to do. We'll go further in this scripture when we get to Luke, where Jesus quoted it. Now, in Luke chapter 2, this is the situation of Simeon. Simeon was one of the people that was praying for the appearance of Jesus. Now, we'll read the account and the things he declared about Jesus coming. Luke 2, 25-32 says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. 
So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his hands and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you've prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. So we see here that in verse 30, Simeon said that his eyes are seen the salvation of God. Who is that salvation? Jesus is the salvation, Sozo. Jesus is the salvation that Simeon saw. Jesus came to bring salvation to us. He says, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples. Jesus coming is not restricted to one particular race. No, it's for all peoples. That is Simeon speaking. Who the Holy Spirit said he would not die until he sees the appearing of Jesus. So Simeon declared this about Jesus by the Spirit of God. Now we go to Luke 4, 16 to 21. This is Jesus speaking about himself using the book of the prophet Isaiah. Luke 4, 16 says, So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, this is where Jesus stopped in his reading. The one in Isaiah 61, there were other things that were read, but he stopped here at to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Verse 20 says, Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So let, let us just point out some of the things that Jesus said he has come to do. The first one he says is what? To preach the gospel to the poor. To preach the gospel to the poor. What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news. The gospel is that Jesus was born, he died, he resurrected, and he ascended. That's the gospel. And now, through that, all men can be saved as long as they believe in the Lordship of Jesus and they proclaim with their mouths, they will be saved. That's one. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. So that's another reason why Jesus came to heal those who are brokenhearted. Brokenhearted can mean different things to different people. It's not only about relationship heartbreaks. It can be financial heartbreaks. It can be marital heartbreaks. It can be family heartbreaks. It can be career heartbreaks. Any kind of heartbreak, Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. Another reason why Jesus came was what? To proclaim liberty to the captives. So Jesus came to proclaim what? Liberty to the captives. Those who are held captive, Jesus came to deliver them from that captivity. Another reason, recovery of sight to the blind. So for those who are blind, this blindness doesn't necessarily mean physical blindness alone. Of course, physical blindness is involved, but Jesus came to give us sight, sight beyond the physical for us to see spiritually and also for us to see properly physically. The final one here is what? To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, I'll read Luke 19, verse 1 to 10, but I won't read the whole verses. This is when Jesus went to the, when Jesus was passing through Jericho and met a man, Zacchaeus, who went upon a tree. And Zacchaeus, after Jesus told him that he's going to come into his house because Zacchaeus was a tax collector and those days tax collectors were seen as very mean people. So Jesus' willingness to come to his house broke down Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus went on to say, ah, oh, if I have owed anybody anything, I would pay even four times. Now, verse 
9 now says, And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. We can see another reason why Jesus came. Jesus came to do what? To seek and to save that which was lost. So anyone who is lost, you fall into the category of, of the reasons why Jesus came. Another reason why Jesus came, we see it in John 3, 13 to 18 says, No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 17. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. 18. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. But I'll focus on verse 17. I know many of us know verse 16, but I'll focus on verse 17 because it's important. It says, For what? God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world. He came that the world would be saved through him. That is one of the basic reasons that Jesus came. He came that the world would be saved through him. So we should understand that Jesus did not bring condemnation and does not bring condemnation to the world, but he brings salvation to a dying world. Now, when Jesus was speaking to Pilate, Pilate was conversing with Jesus in John chapter 18, verse 37. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. So Jesus was saying that one of the reason one of the reason he came was for him to die for us because his conversation with, with Pilate was happening just prior to him getting to the cross. He said, For this cause I was born. So Jesus actually came to die for the sins of the world. Now we proceed to the Pauline epistles. Ephesians 2 verses 11 to 18. We'll quickly read some of the things that Jesus came to do. Therefore remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the common wealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace. We can see Jesus is our peace. One of the reasons Jesus came is to give us peace. Who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of, of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. 17. He came and preached peace to you. This is the third time I'm saying the word peace here. Peace to you, who were far off and to those who were near. For through him, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. So it's through Jesus that we have access to God the Father. And Jesus came to give us peace and to break every middle wall of partition. We could remember that when Jesus gave up the, the ghost, in Matthew 27, the scripture says that, and the curtain in the temple was torn from top to bottom. And now that gave access to everyone, thereby ending 
the Levitical priesthood at that time. In Colossians 1, 13 to 14, and Paul says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in, in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. So Jesus came to give us redemption through His blood and the forgiveness of sins. That's another reason why Jesus came. Another reason Jesus came, this is key. Colossians 2, 13 to 17 says, And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So Jesus came to disarm principalities and powers on our behalf. He wiped out every handwriting, every ordinance that stood against us, every accusation of the enemy against us. Jesus did what? He wiped them out. And he made a public spectacle of the devil, triumphing over them, over him in it. Verse 16 now says, So let no one judge you in food or in drink, or regarding a festival, or a new moon or Sabbath, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substances of Christ. Remember when we started, we were talking about many people debate whether Jesus was born on December 25th and all that. Paul saying here is this. He said, let no one judge you regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbath. The truth is, some people believe he was born on the 25th. Some don't believe he wasn't born on the 25th. It shouldn't be a debate in the body of Christ on when he was born. The fact is that he was born. So any day you want to celebrate it, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. But this is the globally accepted day, so we'll celebrate it today. And there's no big deal about that. I have three more scriptures before we round off and we pray. In Hebrews chapter 2, 14 to 17 says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. So we see here verse 16 says, Jesus did not give aid to angels, but what he gave aid to the seed of Abraham. And who are the seed of Abraham? We are the seed of Abraham and those who accept Jesus are the seed of Abraham. He says, and he came to destroy him who had the power of death. So now the devil no longer has the power of death. So that's why he shouldn't be afraid of death. Remember in the book of Philippians, Paul was saying, I am in a strait between two opinions, whether I should be with you or I should go and be with the Lord. So Paul was saying invariably that I'm still considering, should I release myself to go and be with Jesus or should I stay with you? So what Paul was saying in the real sense is that Paul now went on to say that for to me to live is Christ, but to die his gain. So he now said, basically Paul was saying that the decision to live or to die is mine, not the devil's. The devil doesn't have authority over whether I live or I die. So Jesus came and he took the power of death from Satan. Another reason Jesus came is seen in 1 John 3, 8, which says, the second part says, this purpose, the son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. So if there's any work of the devil in your life, Jesus came to destroy those works. Anything that doesn't look like Jesus, anything that doesn't look like the gospel, like the good news, Jesus came to destroy those things out of your life. The final scripture we'll read is in Romans 5. Romans 5 from verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sin. For until the law sin was in the world, 
but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned, according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. 15. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gifts by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. 16. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Therefore, through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many were made righteous. So Jesus came to make many of us righteous. The disobedience of Adam put us in bondage, put us under the servitude of Satan. But the obedience of Jesus has given us liberty and transformation and has made us sons and daughters in the eyes of our Lord. For as many as believed him, to get them he gave the power, to them he gave the right to become, to be called sons of God, to become children of God, John 1, 12. Now, if you're listening to me and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that is the most important decision you can make in life. And it's a very simple decision. It's a very simple decision. What do you have to do? Do you have to confess all your sins? No, you don't. No, you don't. Because you cannot remember every sin you ever committed. But what do you have to do? You have to believe that Jesus was born, that Jesus died, that Jesus was buried, that he rose again and he ascended on high. And you have to believe and you have to acknowledge that he's your Lord. So it's very simple. If you don't know Jesus and you want to know Jesus, just say this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming to the world. Thank you for dying for my sins. I believe that you died for my sins and that you were raised up for my justification. Right now, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And now I am born again. Now I am a child of God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, you are a child of God. Now you have peace with God. Now the middle wall of partition has been broken. Every plan of the devil has been destroyed over you because you are now a member of God's family. Thank you for making that decision and I will encourage you to develop your work with God by attending a Bible-believing church close to you where you'll be taught and discipled properly. Finally, if you have any questions on this episode or previous ones, you can send an email to living the life podcast one that's figure one at gmail.com living d t h e proper spelling living t h e life podcast figure one at gmail.com or you can send a direct message on instagram or twitter to living the life p d living the life p letter d or you can just basically send me a tweet, a DM on Instagram or on Twitter to at, at Dolapo Adelana. Dolapo Adelana is spelled D-O-L-A-P-O-A-D-E-L-A-N-A. -A -A. I'll be sure to respond and answer your questions to the best of my ability. Also, thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm really grateful and I'm rest assured that now you have a better understanding of why Jesus came and you begin to appropriate those things into your life and take authority over every affairs of your life. God bless you and have a blissful new year. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share this podcast and remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. God bless you.